0: A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro compound, The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit
1: IronMagLabs.com IronMagLabs.com
0: Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Matt White. What's up, Matt?
1: What's going on, Jeff? Busy, busy weekend. Obviously, we had New Year's. Uh, Those of you that are listening, it is Tuesday the 3rd, Uh, so we kind of sprung in the New Year over the weekend, which was exciting. We actually spent it out in Pittsburgh which was different. Uh, my wife's family, not immediate family, her, her, uh, parents and, and brother are here, uh, and here being, uh, Eastern PA, but the rest of her family is out in Pittsburgh. So we made the trek out to Pittsburgh, broke in the new year out there, and then, uh, made the trip back on new year's day. Anything happen with you guys? You guys go out, you stay in, you celebrate, you get drunk, you pass out, hungover.
0: Um, well I worked until about 9 p.m. uh my wife went to bed at 10 p.m. I went to bed at about 10:30 p.m. Nice. Um, it was the least New Year's-ish New Year's I've ever had. Um I don't really I don't really get into the whole New Year's thing anyways. I mean I mean I can't even remember a New Year's where I did anything uh in the last 5 or 6 years, but um I, yeah, we didn't really do anything. Um I I don't know. I mean, we don't, I'm trying to think of the last time we did something cool for new years. I don't think my wife and I as a couple really haven't done anything for new years. We usually watch, I know last year we watched the ball drop on the treadmill. We were at the gym. Um, and we were just kind of walking on the treadmill, talking, not really doing anything. And we, we, uh, we watched the ball drop from the, from the treadmill. This year was even less exciting than that, believe it or not. But, uh, you brought up Pittsburgh and, uh, just the other day, I was reading an article on Seth Farosi, and he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, Pittsburgh's one of those places, people don't really realize it, but Pittsburgh has, like, its own little accent. you notice that? Oh, yeah. They have their own little, like, way they talk. It, it's And, and um, I always find it interesting when one little tiny area, well, it's like Boston. Like, Boston is very close to, like, where I live. It's really not that far or where you live. You're probably you may even be closer to Boston than me. And uh, I don't know. How far are you from Boston? I have no idea because you're not that far, but I'm not far either. We're both like within like it's a drive. You know, we can get there in like five or six hours, whatever. Oh, yeah. But the way that we speak is so different. Um, But then on the same token, I feel like you and I don't have different accents.
1: Like, do I sound like I have an accent to you? no not at all like usually you can have you know most people that are in new york have like a new york accent you you don't have it at all that's I mean, new I, york there's, i would that... never guess where where you are from yeah you either i mean if someone said where's matt from
0: i have, I don't know sounds same as me but uh i think new york like new york city they have more of an accent but then you go to a place like boston it's like pack the car you know it's like you know they they, they talk completely different it's it's funny and uh Pittsburgh is one of those places too. I can't, I can't emulate a Pittsburgh accent, but they do have a an accent because I, I've spoke to people uh, I have mean, heard Seth Ferosi speak and I've spoke to him on several occasions and then uh, people who are from Pittsburgh, and they all have the same the same uh, accent and it's only a, the certain words and stuff, but I thought that was funny.
1: Yins but, um, Yin's going downtown downtown.
0: Is that how they talk?
1: And, 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 uh, that sounds a little you Asian. Pop? You want some pop? Well, it could be because I'm still nasally from these signs. So I could, I could be like an Asian Pittsburgh uh, resident, I guess. But you yeah, know, it's, <laughs> it's it's funny. It, every time I go out there, they say something new, and I'm like, wait, what did you just say? I'm like, well, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't know. What did you, what did you just say? And then they, they have to explain it because I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. My mom always said pop. Um, And she's from up here, so
0: I don't know why. Uh, Maybe that was like an Oswego thing, even a smaller um, area. But I I never really took to the pop thing. But, yeah, they do say pop over there. Um, We say wicked. Or we used to. I don't really say it anymore. But, like, we'd say, like, growing up, we'd say that's, like, wicked cool or that's wicked bad or that's wicked terror. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of, like, a lot of places have a different form of the word like very like people say that's that's very interesting um we would say it's wicked interesting or you know did you guys say wicked no yeah that's like that's unique to where i'm from i think and even people where i live now like utica area once in a while i'll say it and they'll be like w- wicked what do i just say wicked you know it's kind of it's kind of like uh i know when uh it, it's a kid thing though it's not something adult it's like slang but I know, like in in Rochester, they say mad, like that's mad. Interesting, you know, that type of thing. But it's it's like and you'd be like mad. What are you talking about, you know? But uh, yeah, I thought of that when you when you brought up Pittsburgh,
1: and uh, yeah, and something- we actually we didn't even get to see the ball drop. We were actually leaving my wife's aunt, uh, her aunt's house, and and we were driving while the ball dropped. And to be honest, I'm actually glad that I didn't watch any of the the dick clarks rocking new year's eve or or whatever it's called um did you hear about this whole like mariah carey debacle you know she messed up the song you know obviously she was lip-syncing but she was completely off and she kind of like threw her hands up in the air and almost walked off the stage and she had like a meltdown and and it was like one big like clusterfuck after the next with her like if you thought ohio state shit the bed like mariah carey's performance i guess topped them all I did not hear about that. Um, yeah, I don't really,
0: I don't, I don't really um, partake in any of the of the moder- like the mainstream stuff anymore. I don't, I don't have cable. I mean, we have like basic cable. I don't watch it at all. I mean, I, I literally don't turn it on ever. Um, my wife watches it a little bit. We didn't watch the ball drop, and then I don't, I don't watch the news or anything. So there's no way for me to uh, any mainstream information I get. I either accidentally stumble upon it online. Or somebody in my life tells me about it, um, and I half listen to them. So I, I had no idea anything like that happened. But
1: I saw it, it all over Facebook because if it didn't happen on Facebook, then it didn't really happen in real life. So that's that's my news source when I want to find stuff out is Facebook. Yeah, that's another
0: thing. Facebook, I
1: often – but again, I don't
0: I, – I, I almost never go onto my news feed on Facebook. I can't tell you the last time I – I scroll through my newsfeed on Facebook. I, it's just not something I do. On Facebook, I get on there to... I've been really slacking on social media just because I've been busy. But uh, I, don't, I I mean, I check messages. Like, I'll message... I'll talk to you, Rob, you and Rob, of course, and stuff like that. And some of my friends from, from school, like, we have a, a group chat. A, a, we occasionally talk on there. Um, you know, it's not really... I don't really use it. The, the only... The only, like, news feed I look on from social media is um, Instagram. And even that is rare. I'll do, like, three or four scrolls every other day and, and like something that, you know, Frank McGrath had on there or something. Or I don't really fucking – I don't really watch that very much at all. But, yeah, once in a great while I will stumble upon something that I'm tagged in or something that has to do with something that happened in in, in, in the world like that crap. Like Mariah Carey having a – you know, making a mistake on her stupid song. Like, that stuff is a, it doesn't interest me. Like, I don't understand why anyone would give
1: a shit about that. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, Well, I think it was like a snowball effect because a few nights earlier, Ronda Rousey got, you know, basically knocked out in 48 seconds. And, and that was just disastrous. I mean, talk about the worst comeback in UFC history. And then, you know, right after that was when Ohio State got shut out in their, in their own bowl game. And then, you know, a couple nights later is when New Year's Eve happened and Mariah Carey just totally shit the bed with with her performance. It was like the end of the year was just like one big cluster. It's funny. I
0: wasn't – they got beat by Michigan, right, Ohio State? Yeah. So
1: I was I – Oh, wait, was... wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, Ohio State beat Michigan uh, a few weeks prior. They played – crap, who did they play? Clemson? Yeah, they played Clemson and got blown out.
0: Oh well, yeah, okay, yeah, Clemson. I'm sorry, but I did listen to some of that game because uh, I was on the way home from work and I like I was in a bad mood or something. I didn't want to listen to music or I didn't want silence. I don't know for some reason I put it on AM radio and I was trying to find basketball talk because it's you know basketball season, and uh, the only sports thing I could fucking Uh, By the way, you know what really bothers me when there's fucking talk on FM and radio on AM? Like, what the fuck? Like, human beings (laughs) are so stupid. Like, talk on FM is so... Like, the DJs on, like, any station on FM, when the DJs speak, it's like, I can feel my brain melting. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, God. One time, I I was with this girl, and, like, I couldn't get a boner. Like, fuck you. And they were like laughing like it's hysterical. stare. I, I can't fucking stand fucking radio DJs. Are fucking horrible people. But anyways, um I was listening to AM radio and I found the this uh football game on and it it, had, it ended up being it happened to be this, you know, Ohio State Clemson game and I I listened to a little bit of it. So I was kind of in the loop on that. I listened to the play just a couple I mean it's a 10-minute ride, so I listened to 10 minutes of it. And uh I think it was like Ohio State got like they got their first first down in a while, and then the guy fumbled the ball and fucking Clemson recovered it. That's the part I saw, and I
1: That's was like, "That's pretty much like the entire game." Yeah, I'm terrible.
0: like, "Ooh, this doesn't sound good for Ohio State." So, uh, I I had a um, I had no. Uh, there's this thing I like to do, like, cause because I'm like, kind of the build of a running back. I'm five foot nine, two hundred pounds, and I'm muscular and shit. Like, I'll ha- I wear like. I used to wear an Ohio. I have like a Michigan hoodie and Ohio State hoodie. And if, if people ever ask me if I went there, I would tell them I like played football there and I was like a running back and shit just to fuck with them. Um, one guy at work, I told that I uh, I played for the Jets once. Like people will believe anything. They're really gullible. <laughs> like one guy, I'm like, cause we sell baby clothing at the at the at the toy store and like, they're uh, we have like sports themed clothing and one is the Jets and. And I was like, yeah, I uh, played with the Jets and practiced with them for a little while, you know, kind of sat the bench. And he's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you fucking moron! Like, people don't believe anything they say. One girl, one time, I was wearing a Michigan hoodie at Bass Pro Shops, and this girl's like, the girl checking us out. I was like, oh, you went to Michigan? I'm like, yeah, I was the, you know, running back there, and uh, for since from you know, oh four oh or something. And she's like, oh wow, cool! I love Michigan football. I'm like, you're, an, you're a you're fucking retard. But uh, yeah, that was that was funny. It sounded like a very uh. It sounded like a very difficult game for for Ohio State.
1: No. But
0: it was was just a nightmare. Is that like a – I don't know college football at all, but is that like a – was that supposed to be a mismatch? Like is Ohio State like better than Clemson and they just had a bad day? Or how does that go? I I
1: think going into it, I think the – I think Ohio was supposed to win. I mean, I thought Ohio State was supposed to win, not by a lot, but by a little. But – I mean, Clemson just put a whooping on them. I mean, it was it wasn't even. It, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to compare it. I've never seen anything like that ever. I mean, the fact that they couldn't even get on the board was was insane. I mean, if I was Urban Meyer, I would probably go into hibernation until next season and and just not come out of my house. I mean, people will probably go up and just smack him around. I, I don't know. How Ohio State's not in an uproar right now, like ready to kill somebody? Yeah, I. uh, What was the score? Oh man, yeah. I finally stopped watching it. It, I something it was. I think it was like high thirties or or something like that. Nothing. Uh, Hold on. Good God. It, It was it was disastrous. Um, let's see, Ohio State football score Let's see if it just quick pops up 31 nothing ohio state was ranked number two with the record of 11-2 clemson was 13-1 they were ranked three but it was disastrous that's terrible
0: so anyways yeah. um we our first topic we want to talk about today obviously everyone knows it's kind of a lull in the bodybuilding season right now it's the off season and um we want to talk about things within the bodybuilding industry that we would like see we we would like to see happen or change during 2017 um i have a couple of things um i don't think i think well, i have three things well kind of four but one's like the same thing and i believe one of them is p- possible the other two probably will not happen um do you have anything what comes to your mind when, when you think of things that you want to see change or happen in
1: 2017 within our industry? You know what? I, I want to see Kai come back. You know, I know we've been, you know, very uh, negative towards Kai, but the fact is, I, I think you and I both respect him enough as a bodybuilder, at least, that, you know, he needs to come back. And we don't know what show he's going to come back in. You know, is he going to come back for the Arnold's? You know, is he going to kind of resurface around uh, the beginning of March when the Arnold Classic comes rolling around, and and you know walk up on stage, collect his paycheck, and and disappear again after uh, kind of the Arnold tour, so to speak, or or is he just going to sit it out? Is he done? Is he going to do his directing and, and art and and stuff like that? And leave the bodybuilding industry. If that's the case, he might as well walk away from um, Dynamic Nutrition because there's no way that that's going to uh, to continue or Dynamic Muscle. Rather, I, I don't see his business there striving at all. I mean, his image was the only thing that was running that that company. Uh, I haven't seen and, I haven't seen that anything to do with them in
0: months. Like, not even uh, nothing, nothing at all.
1: No, and it, and it goes down. To the the whole point that we spoke about, you know, a few uh, episodes back and it was out of sight, out of mind. Look at DOB. They have that Run Everything Labs line of products. It's doing absolutely terrible. You know, you don't see that anywhere. Nobody's talking about it. Heck, nobody's even really talking about Dana and Bailey anymore. Um, you know, unfortunately, Kai is, is in the same boat. and And it's unfortunate because obviously Kai was number two. You know, you had Phil Heath and then you had Kai kind of nipping on his heels every single show. And, and now Kai just kind of disappeared for whatever reason. But I would like to see him come back. Uh, I, I still think that he has enough in the tank that, that he can pull out a few wins, especially at the Arnold. If he jumps up on the stage at the Olympia, I think it could possibly be one of the best Olympias to date. Uh, I think there would be a whole bunch of hype going into it. And I know there were a couple teasers that some people were saying that, yeah, he is going to come back to – jump on the Olympia stage. I personally don't believe that, but no you know there are rumors surfacing that he's thinking about stepping back on the Olympia stage, which I'd love to see. I would just love to see him to go toe to toe with, with Phil and, and see if, if he still has what it takes to, to go toe to toe. Uh, you know, we're, we're left in the unknown of, of not knowing what he truly looks like. Um, I agree with that. I would like to see Kai green on the stage. Now,
0: everyone knows I'm not the biggest Kai fan for a plethora of region, reasons, but um, he's one of the best bodybuilders in the world, and as a bodybuilding fan, I can't say that I wouldn't want to see him on stage. Uh, that would just be silly. But um, I'll tell you the one thing I would love to see, and it, it won't happen. I mean, it's possible, but um, it's 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 like it's out there. Um, it's it's just because the IFBB wouldn't allow it to happen. It's physically possible. It's not. It's not like a silly idea. But um the, the 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 one thing that would be more exciting than anything else that could happen at the Olympia, even more so I think than Kevin's comeback, would be if Lee Priest got a special invite to the Olympia two two hundred twelve showdown for two thousand seventeen. And uh I know for a fact that Lee would do it. Um if he was healthy now he's got nerve damage and stuff and one in his right side that he needs to get he's getting a he's actually getting surgery this month in brazil uh, black skull uh, nutrition's paying for it this like this very high end brazilian surgeon is going to go in there through his neck and and perform this like very advanced surgery on him and the guy says he'll be able to like be, he'll be functional again and stuff so uh, i think if lee was healthy i know he would compete again He's still big. He's still got the muscle. You know, he's still got the drive. So, uh, I think seeing Lee in the 212 would uh, put it this way. If Lee was in the 212 this year, it would be the first and probably only year until bodybuilding is no longer that the 212 would be more anticipated than the Open. I mean, I don't think it would even be close. I I do not think if Lee Priest was able to come back because... Lee is only like 43. So he's it's not like Kevin. It's not like it, there, there's a chance that he could be in the running because he's not that old and he's a freak. So, I mean he's not going to beat I mean he's probably not going to beat Flex Lewis or whatever, but he could actually be in the mix. I mean, Kevin was not going to be in the mix. Let's be let's be serious. Right. Lee could be in the mix. So, I think there I don't think there's any chance that the open will be more anticipated than the 212 if Lee was coming back. That's I mean it would be huge, and uh, I I would love to see I would love to see that come to fruition. I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, I mean the IFB is not going to let him compete. I just don't think that's a realistic thing. But um, I do know that Lee would like to get back on stage, if he's able to, you know, if that nerve damage is is, is fixed and he's able to, you know, build that build that side of his body back up. I mean the rest of them could be ready in in ten weeks. It looks like you know. Uh, but that right arm and tricep and pack, need to, need to get firing again and get back up for him to be really, uh, to, for him to really be in the, in
1: the running. Um, that would be awesome. I would love to see him be on stage.
0: And because it's Lee priest, you know, Kevin has a big, Kevin is, it's hard to come up with a better comeback than Kevin. I mean, if like, I don't know, like if Dorian came back, that would be like crazy, but I mean, it's just not, Dorian can't come back. He doesn't have the, he's not physically, it's not physically possible for any of those other guys to come back. I mean, maybe Flex Wheeler will be, Flex Wheeler will be cool. But I mean, come on, like, they're just too old. Um, Lee Priest is not that old. Lee Priest is like four years younger than Dexter. And uh, Lee Priest beat Dexter most of the times they competed. So I I don't know. I think it would be,
1: I think it would be really, really exciting to see that. Um well, everyone was so excited about Kevin, but can you imagine, like, with with the way Lee left the the industry, so to speak, you know, with the IFBB, for him to come back, if if someone didn't think that that was going to be the biggest story of, of the year, then they have no idea about this industry. I mean, the fact that the IFBB would let him back in – and again, we're, we're just – we're speaking out of uh, – um, hope here, I guess you can say, you know, don't, don't take this and say, Oh my gosh, I have babies letting Lee priest come back. Oh my gosh. No, that's not the case. Um, you know, it's just stuff that we would like to see in 2017. But I mean, like you said, with his background in, in competing and the way that he left the industry, if he were able to come back, they could do so much marketing and advertising behind that. I mean, if we thought that the, the play up between, you know, the old school, new school between Kevin and Phil, can you imagine what it would be like having Lee priest on on the posters and stuff? Oh my god, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, it really would. but uh yeah I just think I just think uh with with Kevin's comeback, I got thinking about comebacks and who could make a comeback that would be really cool uh, and actually be you know a re- have a realistic chance of being in the mix. And uh, Lee in the 212 was really the only one that I could, that I can come up with. I mean, I don't think uh, Seth Ferozzi would be really cool. But, I mean – I'd like to see that, yes. Seth Ferozzi coming back would not really be – it's not really a comeback. I mean, the guy's like 28, and and he didn't really compete much. Um, He, he did like three pro shows or something, and half of them he got smoked in. So, like – Have you seen never, him recently? Yeah, he's, de- he's huge. Oh, he's insane. Yeah, he's, he's probably the biggest and, like, uh, gnarliest he's ever been. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he can stand with those guys, to be honest with you. I love Seth Farosi, Maybe the coolest pro I ever met. But, I, I mean, I don't think he could stand next to, like, I'm trying to picture, like, Seth next to Jose Raymond. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a realistic thing. I mean, maybe. Maybe he could. I, I've seen when he first, like, Was getting back into it, and he was working with Jason Huh. I saw some photos of him that were really fucking crazy, like huge quads, tiny waist with a sick vacuum and stuff. But I don't know. He, he, I think he'll come back. But uh, I mean, I'd love to see him come back. But I mean, there's just just, that would be exciting, but it just wouldn't be that exciting. It would be uh, that would be a fairly small story, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Um, although people don't realize that, I think. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Seth Ferosi turned pro faster than any competitor in bodybuilding history i mean he he just turned pro like he did like it was like his third show when he won the light heavies at the fucking Nationals or whatever or the u s a it was insane. he did like a local show he did the Pittsburgh then he qualified for nationals and fucking won his pro card it was i mean faster than Phil Heath um I mean Lee Priest turned pro, didn't he didn't even I mean he fucking went and met with Joe Eater and Joe Eater's like give this fucking guy a pro card, Christ. You know? <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even win a pro card. He won the Mr. Australia when he was a fucking teenager. He beat all everyone in Australia at seventeen. I mean, total freaking nature, but yeah, I would love to see him come back. Uh another thing I'd like to see. I've, I've made this very clear in other shows. I'd like to see fucking Bikini and Men's physique gotten rid of. Like, get fucking rid of that garbage. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, I respect every competitor, but I don't want to watch that shit. And Neither does anyone else. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, I think it needs to not be, I, I think the IFBB should still have it, but just put it, just do something else with it. Take it out of the main show. Yes. Get rid of it. Put it on a different day. Put it on a different Give it show. Own big show. Yeah. And you're still gonna get all those I mean, the only reason it's there is for entry fees. You're still gonna get the fucking entry fees. So put it somewhere else. Don't let us have to sit through that garbage and and, and eliminate the the individual posing at the beginning of the men's shows. Like that's something that I, I mean I haven't talked about too much. Like the elimination of the of the individual posing in the beginning of the men's shows is, is just that that's like that that's of all the things that have happened to bodybuilding that is the worst thing i've ever seen happen to bodybuilding in my in my over a decade of, of being involved in it it's it's by far the worst thing when the guys come out for their comparisons without even doing their individual posing it's just it's just insane that's like the clearest sign of bodybuilding dying hard that i've ever seen I, that needs to stop that's I, I didn't even write that down, but one thing I need to see in 2017 is individual posing in the beginning of the show. The first thing in the prejudging should be each guy coming out one by one and doing their mandatories. Like, that's how a fucking bodybuilding show works. You can't get rid of that. It's just insanity that they got rid of that because they have fucking stupid ass bikini girls that, that they're too many. They don't have time. So they have to eliminate bodybuilding, which is responsible for the whole fucking show and these. It, don't even, like, fucking A. Like, it's just unbelievable, Un, unreal that they would do that to bodybuilding so that more fucking bikini girls can spread their legs for the judges while they fucking doodle on papers and, and
1: you know. Ugh. That's You know fucking... what else I want to see? I want to see Dexter completely annihilate the title list. I mean, he's he's at 28 right now. I want to see him at, like, something crazy. Like, just go in and just win everything you know clean sweep the the arnolds if if kai's not there you know i want to see him almost at like 35 i want to see him explode you know just because obviously he's one of the oldest competitors out there for him to just completely annihilate the record that he already took last year i, I think would just be awesome i want to see him get on a scale you want to see him get on a scale yeah <laughs> to see what his real weight is yeah it's funny how
0: it's funny how these guys will tout like, listen, don't, I have a problem when people say things over and over again, things that are very, very, very easy to prove and they refuse to Dexter Dexter says what his weight is. in like every interview, but there's not one single, I promise you, I implore anyone to find a video of Dexter Jackson weighing himself. They do not exist. He's never weighed himself on camera, but he has no problem telling everyone his weight every time he has an interview. Like, that's, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, who gives a shit? But him saying he's competing at 242 now and shit, come on now. Yeah, you're
1: 5'6, 242? No, I don't think so. But, um, I kind of want to see what, uh, what Wolf and Romy look like coming, you know, back from injuries. You know, it's it, kind like, intriguing uh, to me because I always liked Wolf. I thought he was a good competitor. I liked how, especially you know, in his early stages where he had that crazy frame. I mean, he had that tiny little waist. He had the big shoulders, big wide shoulders. I thought he had a great physique. And then you know, his waist started to grow a little bit. Obviously, he had surgery last year that that took him out of you know a whole bunch of the big shows. So I'm curious what he's going to look like if he decides to come back on stage and, and how quickly can Rami get back on stage from, you know, the knee surgery? It's funny.
0: Rami has uh, Rami has kind of slipped my mind in, in recent months. I haven't really thought about him at all. And uh, it's, it's odd because just, you know, several months ago going into the Olympia, he was one of the main guys I couldn't wait to see. But he was very good on Saturday night at the Olympia. May, maybe the best guy on stage, but... Uh I agree. I don't think I I don't have a good feeling about Dennis Wolf. I don't think we'll ever see him vie for the title again just because no. but, I mean, man, people should go back and look at pictures of 07 and 08 of Dennis Wolf. That guy has such an extreme V-taper that it's just unbelievable. Since like 08, the problem is he's gotten a little wider up top. But he's gotten a lot wider in the midsection. So you look at him today and you still say, wow, he's got a tight midsection. But, man, if you go back and look at when he first turned pro and he first started knocking on the door of the Olympia, he he had this tiny little waist that was – I mean, I bet his waist is three inches bigger than it was when he was taken fourth of the Olympia. So, I mean, it's just – I don't think it's in the cards for him. Now, I could be totally wrong – Uh, This time off could help him. Maybe his waist goes back down. He comes in. Who knows? I mean, he was uh, in 2013. He, he, I mean, you could have made a case for him in 2013. So that was only a few years ago. So you never know. Uh, Rami is Rami. I think he still has a. I'm starting to lose faith. He's been with every guru and he hasn't really even come close to winning yet. But, and he's not super young anymore. He's like 33. But, you know. Who knows he he still has the goods to 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 win. Um, now that we're talking about it, I do I do uh I am thinking of things that I want I want to see Phil win again. I do i love I love I'm one of the rare people who love dominating champions. I love that shit i love I love when Tiger Woods dominated. I love LeBron James domination. I loved when Sean White was dominating guys uh, and uh you know any guy who dominates their craft, I love that shit I, I just I don't know why. Um, but I I want to see Phil win 10. I really do. I th- that would be awesome. Like people are like, "I want to see the like you'd rather see the Olympia flip flop than see a guy in your generation win 10." Like I don't understand that fucking mentality. Like John Romano's like, I, it'd be so much cooler if this guy won than that guy won and this guy won." Like I understand where he's coming from, but not me. I want to see Phil win fucking 10. I think that'd be awesome. Um, whether Phil's a douchebag or not, that's not really the point. I think just see just witnessing a guy win 10 Olympias in a row would be awesome uh, so I'd love to see him win seven in
1: 2017 uh, I agree and- with that it I, I almost think that like this offseason, though because there's this lull I just don't care about Phil right now I don't know why it's I don't know if it's just because things are quiet and you know there's no real good pictures of Phil lately you know there's no buzz going on. But it's like, it seems like I'm more excited about other things, and I could care less about Phil right now, which is weird because, you know, I've worked with Phil. I, you know, I stood side by side with him at, at the booths and, you know, backstage, and, you know, we would eat together and stuff like that. And I was such a big Phil fanboy. Like, I, I, you know, I'm still a fanboy of Phil. But it's like, for some reason, this off season I just, I don't care. I don't know why. It's like, I'm not. Uh, I'm not as excited about seeing him again. And, and it could just be because I know I'm not going to see him again until the Olympia. So, you know, my hopes of, of getting excited to, to see Phil, like, maybe kind of faded. But I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm more excited about seeing guys like, uh, you know, Dexter and, and Kai and, you know, Rami and uh, Winkler and, and guys like that who, I mean, Phil, we, we kind of know what to expect. You know, what he's going to bring to stage. You know, he's been fairly right. consistent. Obviously, you know, the last Olympia was one of his better Olympias. You know, the two prior, uh, the the 15 and 14, were pretty disappointing with what he brought to the stage. Good enough to win, sadly. Um, but, you know, obviously nothing compared to to last year. But I, I guess I'm just not excited. I don't know why. Like, is that weird? Like, does it, I wonder if anybody else feels that way. Are they just like, I'm, I'm over Phil. I want him to win 10, but... I don't care to see him now. Like I'm, I'm more interested in other, other uh, athletes. I mean, it's weird. Is, is that weird?
0: No, because I, you, you just perfectly described how I feel about Phil. I don't care to see him anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm excited for him to win in 2017, but I'm not at all excited to see what he looks like. Not at all. Like I, I don't even care. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what he looks like because I pretty much know what he's gonna look like unless he does something insane. Um I just don't really care what he's gonna look like. I, I wanna see what Dallas looks like. I wanna see what Rami looks like. I wanna see what Ruli looks like. You know, all these guys, but I don't really I wanna see what Roden looks like. I wanna see what Wolf looks like. I don't really even care what, what Phil looks like, but I do want Phil to win. Um so yeah, I mean in nine I'm months in that I mean like the,
1: let's go. But right yeah, now I, think, like, I, think, I don't
0: care. I think it's I think it's almost a product of his greatness. And he's so he's 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 not really consistent but his look is so unique that it kind of looks the same every time just because it's so like I mean you you've seen I mean what uh, explain what the guy looks like in person like his muscles are like you've seen him in person his muscles are like what is that the fucking the, the way they insert and the way they're round and the way he looks like plastic he looks like an action figure, like a plastic fucking action figure until he moves. And it's, it, he, he looks, I mean, I've seen a lot of pros in person. And Phil is like, the way his muscle looks is so
1: insane. I mean, I got to work out with the guy, which, you know, not many people can say that they had a chance to do. Um, I mean, he was using weights that I was kind of like, oh, damn, like, whew, Phil's Phil's a strong dude. But, like, he went the way that he looked lifting those weights, it looked like he was literally just going to break the weights. I mean, it, it, it's hard for me to explain. I mean, and he was, he was doing things that I was like, huh, wonder why he's doing it that way. And then, you know, when he's done with the set, I'm like, hey, Phil, what, you, what are you just doing? I've, I've never seen somebody do something like that. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing it for this reason, you know, and that and this and this. And he goes into detail. Like, Phil is not a dumb guy. Like, you know, I don't know if it's uh, if Hani's teaching him different things, uh, to work different angles, you know, hit the muscle differently or, or if it's just stuff that he's come up with over the years that, that has worked for him, that he feels more than, you know, doing this exercise or that exercise or whatever. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, Phil, people say that Phil is an asshole and, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where where that feeling is coming from i don't know if it's his competitive nature and he just comes off that way but every he's encounter that i've had he's a he, cocky he guy cocky. It, it, like but you know Cocky thing. is not cocky is not the same as an asshole it, yeah, it, people get those right. mixed mixed up and i think that that might be it because i'll tell you what you know i've i've hung out with him you know on on a personal level outside of of the industry where you know we might be doing something for uh, you know, back then when we were with Metrex, you know, we might be doing something for the industry, but, you know, once the, the booth was closed for the day or, or the expo or whatever, and we went out to dinner or we went and hung out or, or got a drink or ate dinner, whatever the case may be, Phil was one of the most down-to-earth cool people that I've ever hung out with. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've been blessed to hang out with a whole bunch of people in the industry during, you know, my time, uh, you know, in, in the actual industry itself. Phil was always a stand-up guy, very respectful, very respectful, great manners. I mean, he, he was a great guy. So I, I have nothing, you know, nothing bad to say about Phil. I mean, was he cocky? Oh, my God, absolutely. Yes, you're 100% right. But the people who are like, oh, he's an asshole, I've, I have never seen that. And I can guarantee the people that are saying that he's an asshole uh, have not hung out with him more than I have. I mean – Think about any,
0: like, unbelievable champion. They're all cocky. Ronnie was cocky as hell. Ronnie said that every year, Ronnie said, Jay, not even close to me. Not even close. Uh, Michael Jordan was cocky as hell. They're all cocky. Michael Jordan would talk so much shit. Muhammad Ali was cocky as can be. Mike Tyson was cocky as can be. Who? What, what great champion wasn't cocky? You know, Lee Haney. Like, there's not very many Lee Haney's out there. Who, by the way, is hands down the best bodybuilder to ever live. It's not even close. I won't get into that now, but he, Ryan doesn't even compare. The guy retired at thirty-one. Didn't even wasn't wasn't even at his prime yet, and he had eight sandows. But like, uh, I mean, it, it's just it's kind of part of the deal, you know. Like, you kind of have to be cocky to, to be that great. I mean, it doesn't mean you're an asshole. Um, I mean, humble being humble is great, but being humble is not like a pre-west. Uh, it, it's not like a fucking it's, it's it's not a requirement for for being a nice guy, you know. I don't I don't really, and I don't think Phil is. I think Phil is specifically cocky when it comes to bodybuilding. He was, and it's also a basketball thing. Like basketball, you've probably noticed this. Basketball players tend to be cocky guys. It's just right. kind of a part of the. It's kind of part of the um, part part of the basketball culture is being cocky. Uh. It, it, I mean I I, I know I noticed that when I played basketball and and you know it's just it's just kind of I think he he may have kind of learned that in basketball and he's he's parlayed it over into into bodybuilding and hey it works for him so I don't think he should change anything but uh and I like when the when the when the champs are cocky that shit's I like that stuff I think that's entertaining I don't want to hear a champion oh all the competitors are great I'm going to do my best like I want to hear him say I'm going to whoop their ass cuz they they're, they they know they can't touch me you know that's what I want to hear, but
1: <laughs> you said that about uh, talking and being cocky and stuff, and, and I, I literally just had a vision, uh, and I saw it just the other day, and I don't know why it was even playing. It showed Dallas McCarver, and and uh, I believe it was at the Olympia when when they were interviewing him at the press conference, and they were talking about how you know does he feel blessed to be on the Olympia stage, this that and the other, and he talked about yeah yeah you know they talk about me being blessed when you know you have. Guys like Dexter, who who's as old as my my daddy, and then you have guys like Kevin that are, you know, the same age as my granddaddy. And, like, he was having, like, a blast with it, but he was kind of, like, poking fun that he's so young. Now Dexter's old, and then he's, like, Kevin's, you know, basically father time. I don't know why that just popped into my head, and that's totally random and off-topic, but oh, was, I, was, uh, I was cracking up. I mean... Honestly, I
0: know exactly what you're talking about and pretty much in that moment I went from a deck like a didn't really like Dallas too much to to really being a Dallas fan. That was <laughs> one of the funniest things. He's like he 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 cuz he was acting really serious and like emotional and he's yeah, like and accent, Dexter, like... I respect Dexter like my daddy. And then he goes on and he goes and I respect Kevin like my granddaddy. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, that if, was. If really If you funny. haven't seen that, you have to Google it. I don't even know what to Google. Just say, uh, you know, Dallas McCarver Olympia press conference or something, and you'll see it. It's it's probably one of the funnier things that I've that I've seen. Yeah,
0: on the Olympia press conference, that that was uh, that shit was hilarious. Dexter was really funny too. Dexter was, <laughs> Dexter was in rare form, but um, you know, I I as as we do this. We may not even have time for other topic. I, I, I'm i thinking of more things I want to see in 2017. Uh, two other things I want to see that I've thought of. I want to see Jason Ha come back. Where Jason Ha was one of the most impressive. I believe he won the USA. One of the most impressive USA winners ever. I mean, this guy was, he's like 5'8", 5'9", like 260 on stage, pulls a vacuum, just in huge fucking legs. The guy was, Jason Ha was such a freak um, and, and his father was like a Mr. Korea or whatever he, wherever he's from. Like, it, 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 he's just, uh, he just, he's just such a great bodybuilder. I want to see that guy come back so bad. He hasn't competed in, in a long time. He just could never get in shape. But and I think anyone can get in shape if they, if they, you know, do the right things. Um, I also want to see, I want to see Michael Lockett explode. I want to see Michael Lockett actually take time off and come back 15 pounds heavier and look like an absolute freak. Those are all two other things I want to see this year.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You you said Jason Huh, and and I was like, Man, that name rings a bell. Like, why does that ring a bell? And and I literally just quick Googled it and it pulled up his his Instagram and I know exactly who you're talking about now. And and this is a guy that I've seen on social media, and I don't know why. I don't think we're friends on social media. But uh, he definitely has a great physique. It, it would be definitely interesting to see him, you know, come back and, and see what he can do on stage. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very small now compared to how he was.
0: Uh, I think – because I, I talked to him at the Arnold in oh, – what year was that? It was probably – Fourteen maybe? And he was like two forty something. I mean this guy this guy at five nine will go three ten in the off season. I mean he was a monster. But he I don't know why he stopped competing. I mean the guy loved bodybuilding. I mean you could tell he was so into bodybuilding um when he was competing. It was just you know, his thing. But I'm looking for a photo right now to show you him on like in on stage. Here's a good one. He's got this massive fucking beard.
1: And you know what? That's that's something about Seth Farosi that I hope if he competes again that he keeps the beard. I don't know if the judges like that. I, I don't I, care. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what the judges think. I, I think I like it because it makes be you look unique.
0: Yeah, like it makes it makes you stand out. It makes the, I mean. I like I like when the bodybuilders have unique hairstyles and beards and all that shit. It makes and it's in its weird little tiny way, it makes the show more interesting and more uh, exciting, I guess. You know.
1: Hey, I mean, I don't know. Maybe um, I think maybe Seth would wear that. I think and, Seth and might do the because beard.
0: I'm I'm rocking the beard these days. I think Seth might uh, keep the beard. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: It's kind of like his signature now. I yeah, mean, right. He, he left and he has his own, um, like, clothing line now. Oh, crap. What is it called? Uh, it's A-A-R. I can't remember what it stands for, though. Uh, All-American all Roughneck. All-American Roughneck. Is it All-American Redneck? Roughneck. Roughneck. Yeah. I, I think you should keep the beard. I think it's cool. If Jason comes back, I think he should keep the beard. I'm
0: sending you a picture of Jason on stage. And this is like, he's totally out of shape in this photo. I sent it on Facebook. This is a front double bicep from whatever show he did. This is, like, in Orlando or something uh, four years ago, maybe. Oh, damn. He's, he's really young, too. Look at those fucking legs. Tight waist,
1: like, big arms.
0: Oh, and yeah, he's 5'9". Yeah, I'm
1: looking at that. I'm looking at his uh, his Instagram now. I mean, he's still big, but... Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, the picture of him here that we're looking at with this front double by, you know, rocking the beard... I mean, he's depleted, but I th- I think, <clears throat> wow, just comparing the pictures, uh, you're right, I, I think he's a lot smaller now than he was when he competed.
0: Yeah, but he is also the type of guy who, I mean, he could probably, he could probably be, you know, 300 pounds in, like, four weeks, he's that type of freak show guy, uh, he just uh I don't know. He's just such a he's he's one of those he's almost like Kai Green. Back when back when Kai Green was actually interesting to me. Just like this guy who packs way more muscle than he should on his frame, but at the same time has decent shape. You know, like most guys if they're gonna go three ten in the offseason at five nine, they're gonna look like they're gonna be just like a lob of shit. Jason Huzz not like that. He's three ten and he doesn't look like a fat ass. You know, it's just right. That, that's that's how Kai Green was. Plus, he's he's Asian, which is rare in bodybuilding, and he's like this giant fucking Asian guy. I don't know. He's just a he's just an interesting bodybuilder. I wish he would come back, but <laughs> this fucking guy. I'm gonna send you another photo when he was actually huge in the off season. But uh, yeah, and then like I said, uh, Michael Lockett. Even though he's kind of a prick, I would love to see Michael Lockett uh, blow up and do some more good things in, in bodybuilding. Just because he's got that he's got that freaky freaky muscle, you know. He's just he's just fun to he's fun to watch compete.
1: Hey, you know what? You know what I love? I love when people start talking about our show and stuff. And and normally when I'm doing the show, I throw my my phone on airplane mode, uh, unless you're sending me pictures or something. Um, oh yeah, th- he's still a big dude in that picture. Yeah,
0: I mean that's like that's a massive man. Look at that shit. Damn. Man.
1: Huge. But, uh, but but what I was saying is, I usually keep my phone on on you know airplane mode and silent just so that i don't have any distractions or interruptions and stuff like that and when i was waiting for you to put the uh uh to send the photo over i noticed i always put up when we when we're recording the show so you know an hour ago i I posted that you know we're starting our show yeah and and greg valentino and, and this is you know i'll read exactly what he what he wrote but i think for me, this is cool because I'm a Greg Valentino fan. So if you're not a big Greg Valentino fan, you're going to be like, this is stupid. Like, why are you talking about this? Yeah, me um, too. But, but on uh, on Facebook, he said I, – I mentioned about that we're doing the show right now. And he said, two awesome guys, Jeff Roberts and Matt Weick. Our Industry needs more of these guys. I hope both of you keep rocking our industry in 2017. My respect you both, GV. That's cool. I love shit like that. When people – when it doesn't even have to be guys like Greg Valentino, of course, obviously that, that helps because it's a recognizable name, but man, you know, it, it feels good when you get recognition from people who, who listen to the show, they appreciate what you do in the industry and, and, you know, nobody's telling them to write this. I mean, they're doing it on their own. So, you know, Greg, shout out to you, you know, same to you, you know, you're doing big things with, uh, generation iron and, and doing the story time and all that stuff you know I, I definitely appreciate you doing that and it's it's entertaining and it's funny and it it, it makes me laugh during my my serious day uh, so you know I appreciate that comment and you know i 'll speak for myself, but you know I think you share the same sentiment that that we really appreciate the feedback that you guys all give us on comments on the show or the stuff that we're writing on the articles for for Iron Mag what you know whatever you know we appreciate all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, and, and like you said, Greg has no, um, he has no ties to us in any way. There's no reason for him to say that besides, uh, like genuine, you know, it's a genuine comment. There's, he, he's not, he's not tied to us in any way. There's no, there's no money being, you know, it's just, there's no reason for him to say that, you know, he's not, we're not partners or anything like that, you know. We're just kind of know of each other. So and if you if and it's not like Greg's going around and, and saying that to everyone, you know?
1: So uh No. And and, cool. and you know what? Let's do another shout out to uh the bodybuilding nerds, VJ and Scott. They, they Scott actually talked about remember a couple episodes ago when we were talking about how I first started uh communicating with Greg Valentino when when one of his images ended up on on one of my Articles and and he went ballistic yeah. on messenger yeah. to me and I didn't know who he was because he was using his own personal private not his real name yeah um of course. social media you know platform with for Facebook and 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 Scott was talking to VJ and he goes hey did you hear about Matt's encounter with Greg Valentino and how they you know first started talking and are now friends and talk regularly and and they went through like the whole show and they put a segment in from our show of me talking about uh, my encounter with Greg Valentino through, through Facebook messenger. And it was like one of the funniest things. Cause they were like, where else except the bodybuilding industry can something like this happen where you have somebody literally probably spitting, yelling at their phone, calling somebody like all the names under the sun. And by the end of it, you become friends. Yep. Uh, only, only in our industry. But the fact that it was Greg Valentino and, and an idiot like myself who's a no-name in the industry, uh, it, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that's cool. Bodybuilding nerds, man.
0: Those guys, are uh, they know what they're doing. That's one of the shows I actually do listen to. Um, it's getting harder and harder to listen to heavy, heavy muscle radio, unfortunately. Um, they're starting to talk way too much about stuff that has nothing to do with bodybuilding, and it's just totally uninteresting. But... Uh, and then all the other shows are basically, I mean, they're not even around anymore. There's no PBW. I mean, there is, but it's just not the same. Um, I do, I do go back and listen to PBW here and there, but you know, it's just there's not a lot of good shows left. Um, but yeah, Bodybuilding Nerd's definitely check them out. Uh, Got to support those guys, VJ and Scott, uh, especially when they throw uh, they throw one of our clips in there. Can't beat that, but um, what else? I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, I want I want to see in 2017. I'd like to see it's probably going to be Dallas McCarver, but I want to see some young guys, you know, jump into the mix. Uh, the only guy who really jumped up was uh, was William Bonack last year, and as great as William Bonak is, I mean, he's never going to vie for the title. I mean, let's be serious. He's five foot four, so uh, I want to see. A guy who actually has the goods to battle for the top actually you know do it uh i want to see dallas place fourth or um another young guy i mean i mean you know who i mean justin compton i don't know i mean justin compton needs to fix his midsection issue i, I don't really know if, yeah. if there's another guy no. but uh you know i would love to see one of those young guys like in their 20s become a become a threat because that's an instant story for the next several years you know
1: yeah, I mean, I I don't know, Compton. I guess I had big hopes for him. When he first hit the scene, I was like, this dude is going to turn this industry upside down. I'm like, he is going to be the face of the industry. He had so much potential. Um even like Cody Montgomery, I was like, wow. You know, these young guys, they're coming up. They're making a splash, you know. I think they're going to do great. And then all of a sudden it's like wah, wah, wah. I'm like what where did they go? Like why do they look this way? Like what what happened? Like I had such high hopes for these guys, and and now it's like they're fading away. And it's like you said, like I feel like Dallas might be the only saving grace of of that crew that's kind of coming up.
0: Well, I mean, Cody Montgomery is still a kid. I mean, the guy's like twenty one, so or twenty two. So I still have faith that Cody Montgomery could be a force. Um, he might be like the next Branch Warren, as odd as that sounds. I don't think that Cody is. I mean, he had great shape as a teenager, but he was a teenager. Every single bodybuilder ever had great shape as a teenager. There's not one pro bodybuilder who didn't have great shape as a teenager. You're a fucking teenager. Like, you better have great shape. You weigh 110 pounds, you know? But I think that Cody, the only way for him to vie for big titles, which I know he wants to do at that height, is to pack serious fucking mass on his body, Um. He's already like the size Sean Ray was, so he, he can't go that route. He can't be like Sean Ray or Lee Priest. He doesn't have that type of physique. So I'm interested to see if Cody is willing to pack on the slabs of crazy muscle that it takes to compete with these guys, you know, because he's going to need w- way more muscle to to hang with guys like Bonac, even, you know.
1: You know, you, you mentioned Branch Warren, and, and I'll be honest. I totally forgot about this guy. Um, not that he was one of my favorite bodybuilders, but he was a guy that I respected. Um, you know, if you watch him him work out, obviously he, he likes to lift heavy. He's a little crazy. Um, you know, his his style of training is different. You know, he's that dungeon, throw the, the weights around, you know, dig deep, Ronnie Coleman type of training mentality. Obviously they're, they're both down in Metroflex. But... I don't know i I almost want to see him come back on the stage to see if he has anything left and and I know people are like uh oh, he's washed up, he's done, he's retiring you know whatever the case may be I don't know i'm I'm curious to see if if he has anything left i I like to see him get on stage I don't think he's gonna place very well and and that might be a reason why maybe he's not gonna come back, but I don't know what's what's your take on branch i mean do you do you want to see him back on stage do you want to see you know what he has left, you know does he still have the crazy conditioning, you know the the grainy and and just ridiculously large legs. I mean, what's what's your take on Branch? Do you think he's completely done? Do you think he's going to come back?
0: Um in regards to vying for any significant titles, I think he's definitely done, but I do think he could probably win a small pro show still, just just out of sheer I mean, Branch is one of these guys who you have to see him in real life. I've never been a huge. I mean, I'm a. I love Branch Warren. I'm a fan of Branch Warren just because he's like a. He's a badass. He, you know, he's a man's man. He he doesn't care what anyone says. He trains like a beast. Um, he has hobbies outside of bodybuilding. He's not like a a douchebag. He, he's. A, he, I like Branch Warren a lot, but he, he he's never been a physique. Where I'm like, oh, Branch's physique is. I always kind of wondered at his placings until I saw him at the 2015 Arnold Classic and I found myself screaming for Branch Warren. I mean, he is so granite hard, dense, crazy, unbelievable looking in real life, especially close up, that you understand why he gets those placings. I mean, he came out and he either came out before or after Lionel Backy, and Lionel Backy looked like a fat woman. Literally looked like a fat woman next to Branch Warren. He was soft. He looked soft and skinny next to Branch. And Lionel Backy's a badass bodybuilder. I mean, Branch Warren's just—he just—he comes out and, like, my wife knows nothing about bodybuilding, and Branch is like the only guy who got a re- who got a reaction out of out of court. Courtney's like, she's like, oh my god, look at this guy. That's what—that is insane, you know. It, 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 he's he really is unbelievable in real life especially on stage uh so i mean what, do i want to see him compete again yeah i guess, but i don't think he has a lot left in the tank uh i, I think he's probably he's probably um he's probably done I, what i would like to see honestly is i'd like to see Metroflex become like one of those camps you have like you have um the camel crew you have the Mecca, you have have like the Camel Crew, you have um, the East Coast Mecca, you know, Steve's gym, you have the original Mecca in in California where they train with Charles Glass and shit, they stay out there like Dexter. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Metroflex become one of those because I think a lot of guys could benefit from that hardcore badass Metroflex training that those guys do. And uh, I'd like to see, you know, that become like one of the camps where they they they, they, you know, rent a hotel or whatever, rent a place in in, in Arlington, Texas, and they train with Johnny and Branch and and Dobson and all those guys. I think that would be cool. Uh but and I think Branch could be a big part of that. And helping them, you know, talking to them and giving them advice and and whatever else. Because I mean it's it's hard to think of a better guy to get advice from than Branch. A guy who didn't have the best genetic gifts but just worked his way through it and, and became second best in the world. Um, and he deserved it too that year. So, you know, I do like Branch Warren, but I think he's probably, he's probably done, uh, as far as winning any show that, I mean, New York pro or higher, I think he's, he, those days are behind him, but you know, I, I think, like I said, I want, I do want to, I do, I am interested to see what cody montgomery brings in 2017 because looking at him at the arnold it's it's hard it, i mean it was hard for me to imagine him vying for any title like new york pro will say without way more muscle and i i i, I would i think it would be awesome if cody became one became like the next branch warren like branch warren didn't have that bad a shape like People knock his physique for that type of shit. Listen, when he look at Branch Warren when he won when he was second in 'oh nine, he has a, he has one of the smallest waists in the show. The only reason people say that is because he he has like rugged looking muscle. It's it's not all smooth and, and capped out and shit like like Dexter and, and Phil and Sean. It's not all smooth and bubbly. But his shape, like his V taper and stuff, was not bad at all. He had a very small waist when he was winning those shows, and I think that's the same way Cody's going to have to be, Cody doesn't have those super obvious genetic gifts, I don't think, he doesn't have Dexter roundness, he doesn't have Sean's tiny waist, he doesn't have that type of stuff, he gets in really good condition, and he has decent shape and decent muscle, so the only way he's ever going to vie for an Arnold is just to be fucking Jack Gnarly, and, uh, I think we we need another one of those guys, and he's about the same height as he's a little taller than Branch, maybe an inch, not much. So, uh, I I'm in, I am definitely interested in seeing Cody Montgomery. Um, you you gotta support a guy who was Teen Champ three like uh, he's he's been so. He's climbed the ranks so appropriately, like Teen Champ, Teen Champ, co- Collegiate Champ, Teen Champ won the USA like he said this perfect rise through bodybuilding. I'd like to see it continue. Uh, I don't know if doing the Arnold Classic was the greatest idea, but I don't know. I'm glad he did it. I would I uh I thought he was going to do better actually, but I'd love to uh I'd love to see him pack on a, a lot more muscle and become a threat. So last week we instituted a new a new uh a new I guess segment in the show. Called The Showstopper. And not to be confused with Ben White, The Showstopper. And um, who I think is going to try to do the 212, believe it or not. That should be interesting. Um, I love Ben White. Ben White's one of the great, best guys in the industry. Um, And this week, our Showstopper, I I just came up with this kind of on a whim. Because I I deal with it almost on a daily basis. This idea where this, this, this thing where people, I guess normal people... Unhealthy, normal fat people. It's perfectly fine for them to ridicule what a healthy person is eating and make comments about it and, and make faces at it and bullshit like that. But as soon as a healthy person says anything about what a fat, unhealthy person is eating, it's like the end of the fucking world. It's like, it's kind of the same as
1: You're a, a religious,
0: it's like a religious person pushing their views on somebody. Like as soon as a religious person starts trying to get a non-religious person to believe their, it's like the non-religious person. It's like an automatic meltdown. They like automatically despise that person, and they'll tell everyone how they fucking that person does this and that. It's like I know for a fact. If let's say I'm at work and one person's eating every day, they eat a chocolate bar for lunch, which is most fucking people, unfortunately. And one time, I say, you know, why are you eating a chocolate bar for lunch? Like all you're eating is sugar. It's no protein. Like you're gonna be sick. I they I guarantee you that the that day they'll go to someone. Ah, all Jeff does is ridicule what other people eat. Like not everyone's gonna eat salads and chicken. Like yeah, man, you know what I mean. Like what the fuck is that? It's like anything else in the world. Like you, you I don't know. It shit annoys me. Like, what is that? Like, I'm just trying to help you. Like, like, it's not like, I don't know why people think there's some other motive there or something when a healthy person, like, I'm not saying healthy people should comment on unhealthy people's eating. Not at all. I think you should stay out of people's business, but if they do... Don't act like, don't have a fucking meltdown, and then comment on what they're eating, like, "Oh, that's gross, that looks good, like, why don't you eat, cook, blah, 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 like, and shit like that, and act like it's okay, like, that, that fucking bothers me, and the same way they can say muscle's gross, but if you call them fat, you're the devil, like, well, muscle's not gross, and being fat, and you are fat, so at least I'm fucking being honest, you know? That shit annoys me. And I deal with it all, you probably deal with it too. Like if you eat healthy at all, I mean, I bring chicken to work and everyone loses their fucking mind. They're like, and just chicken? Well, they have their fucking animal
1: crackers. It's like, you're fucking, like, what is that, you know? Like mine mine ties in more with, with clients. Like I love working with clients that are just normal everyday people. You know, you walk down the street and you just point to somebody and, and that's basically one of my clients. Like I'm not training competitors anymore. Um, there are a few athletes that I work with, um, but not many. But it's like it, – it kills me that you have people who say, well, I, you know, I eat healthy. I eat healthy. I eat healthy. Like, oh, okay, cool. Document what, you're, what you eat on a daily basis and, and show me. I want to see what you eat. And then all of a sudden you see, you know, like you said, there's a piece of chocolate here. There's, you know, a soda there's ICT which is nothing but sugar uh, they stop at McDonald's or Wendy's maybe they eat a salad in there somewhere but it's like people have this perception that oh well you know I'm I'm eating some healthy things so um, I'm eating healthy right like no no you're not and it and you know I couldn't tell you how many times when you know eh, I was so diehard into like the bodybuilding lifestyle that, you know, I would go to my in-laws and I would take my own meals. You know, I would have my chicken breast and my broccoli. It's like, that was my mentality. And obviously, you know, I don't eat that way anymore. You know, I I eat, you know, more regular uh, food, so to speak. But, you know, people would look at me and they would be like, oh, how do you eat that every day? And for me, it was like, it's just one of those things. Like, you don't think anything of it. But then on the flip side, exactly what you said, you'd say, well, you know, why, why don't you eat that way? Well, I don't have to eat that way. I'm thinking, uh, I would say like, yeah, how do you, yeah, you, do. how do I eat this every day? How
0: do you look like that every day? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's like, it's just, it's, it's just not hard to, I don't, I don't know why that's hard to believe. Like I, we eat this way to look a certain way and it's worth it. I don't understand how you don't think it's worth it. Like, you know what? It's not, it's like, that's, that's kind of the point. Like how, why are you so enthralled with the fact that we eat slightly different or, or whatever? It's fucking,
1: it's annoying. Well, for me, it's like my whole mentality has changed. I mean, I went from, you know, the diehard, you know, bodybuilding mentality to more of, you know, the fitness minded individual, uh, longevity so it's like I eat more now for longevity and and for health reasons and you know just giving my body the the macro and micronutrients that it needs just to function on a daily basis. You know, if if I eat processed shit, I feel that throughout the rest of the day. Like I'm sluggish, I feel like crap, I feel like I'm in a mental fog. But if I eat clean, good whole foods, I I feel great. I function great. I have a whole bunch of energy and it blows my mind how People can eat junk and they don't feel any different. Like do they go through life in a fog where you're constantly 24/7 not thinking clearly? You know, your your body's not functioning at an optimal level. You're not giving your brain the nutrients that it needs. Like how can you go through life eating crap and feeling that way? I mean, do you literally not know any better? So that's just your norm. Like you wake up and, and you already know how you're going to feel during the day. Like it, it. when I change people's diets and they eat healthy, you know, obviously they go through that stage where they're like, whoa, like what's going on? Like I'm used to eating the sugar and obviously your body's going to crave that. So you're going to have kind of like withdrawal. Like your your brain is is looking for sugar. You know, that's that's what's trying to, to make it function. And your body doesn't necessarily need that sugar. It can function off of fat, and that's where it's like, you know, it's we like a start habit, switching basically. over. Exactly. So, you know, when, when you break that habit, it's kind of like when you stop smoking. You know, y- you have that addiction, and you're going to be looking for it. So you're going to go through that period where you're like, I don't like this diet. You know, fuck this. I'm going to go back to my pizza and Burger King, all that stuff, my ICTs, my soda, my Coke, everything. Um, but the people who stick with it, and, and their brain switches over, and now they're using... You know, the, the fats in your body to, as a fuel source, you know, they feel so much better. They have energy, uh, that mental fog, you know, clears, you know, they have mental clarity. And, and overall, it just changes their, their whole perception of, of life. You know, they, they're not getting as tired when they're walking down the hall or walking up the steps. I mean, if you're completely out of shape, you're 300 pounds, those steps are going to suck regardless but you know a normal human being about the, the normal body weight range if you stop eating all that crap you're going to notice a difference almost immediately minus the mm-hmm. the cravings that you might have you know it's it, it's it's so amazing what you can do by just changing your diet that you know people are really missing out When they're like, oh, I could never give up my pizza, or I could never give up my, you know, Chinese food, and it's not about that. I mean, everybody can fit that in if that's, you know, what your thing is, and that's what you crave, and you want to have like a a night out with your with your spouse, and you want to go for sushi or whatever, go for it. Who cares? Live it up. But you know, for the most part, you need to you need to you know keep yourself in check and watch what you're eating, see what you're consuming, and you know, think of food as, as a function, you know, not just an emotional type of. Of trigger where you're having a bad day. You're stressed out. I'm going to grab a chocolate bar. Like you got to get out of that mental, you know, that mentality It's it's, it's poison. All you're going to do is end up, you know, hurting yourself in the long run by eating that junk. So, you know, the, the way that we perceive things and the way that we talk to people, it, it it's like you said, it just blows my mind. Like you want to come at me about what I'm eating, but I can guarantee that you have never felt the way that I feel on a daily basis by the stuff that I eat. It has nothing to do with about what's going on around me. In, in my environment you know I feel a certain way based off of things that I put into my body and then that kind of creates the environment around me because you can perceive things differently and think clearly and think differently than you would when you're in that fog when you have all that sugar on your brain
0: yeah and you know there's a certain class of people who will say um, well you're gonna die anyways it's like I don't eat I don't eat healthy." because I think it's going to make me live longer. You fucking moron. I eat healthy because I don't want to feel like shit all day. And I don't want to look like a fat pud like you and everyone else. That's why I eat healthy. Not because I think I'm going to live longer. Like, yeah, I can get a car accident tomorrow and die. But people say like, you only live once, you might as well eat what you love. So you only live once. So you you might as well be fat, miserable, and unattractive. Like what? Okay. Like that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. You only live once. So you might as well be in shape and have energy and feel good. Like, w- like that whole, that whole fucking concept of you only live once. You might as well eat what you, Is so backwards. Like you only live once. So you might as well be unhealthy, fat, out of breath and ugly and stinky. Like, f- okay. Like that makes sense. As opposed to, you only live once, you might as well eat clean, have a healthy body, and feel good while you live one time. You know, it's like, it's so stupid and backwards, like an excuse to eat your shitty food. But eating is the only thing where, like a smoker would never be like, go to an, how do you not smoke? How do you not, like, it's it's like, people who eat junk food, they're like, how do you not eat junk food? How do you eat that healthy shit? Like, no other bad, nasty habit, people, like, people don't say, how can you not drink and get hammered every night? How can you not do cocaine? How can you not, you know, whatever, whatever the unhealthy habit is or the unhealthy, um, whatever unhealthy thing they're partaking in or consuming, people don't go around and and act like people who don't do it are like miraculous, you know, like food is the only thing that's like that. People, if you eat healthy, People think you're like this anomaly, like, how do you do that? But nobody, you know, it's the, it's the only, like, healthy choice that you can, even if you work out on a regular basis, people don't generally say, like, how do you go to the gym all the time? Oh. Like, once in a while, they'll say that. But with food, it's like a daily thing that they do that. Like, if you eat healthy, almost, probably three times a week on average, someone's going to say to you, how do you eat that? Oh, 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 oh. But there's, it's like it, only food is like that. It's 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 a strange thing, where somehow food has become this thing where like people have to just indulge themselves or else, you know. There's like there's really nothing else like that in in, in the world. I can't think of anything. I mean, that people do that is bad for their health. That they act as if not doing it is impossible. You know, well, that like- people who people who don't do it are like. These like, like they're 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 um have the unbelievable willpower or something. It's it's just it's just odd to like how come saying no to chips and pizza and beer is so much harder than saying no to any other bad thing that you choose not to partake in. For some reason, society is 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 come to this point where saying no to food is like the the most the most monumental thing you can possibly do, and if you do it, you you now are going to be like ridiculed for it because you're some sort of like you're some sort of like you know strict you know whatever you're some sort of like I don't know like nutcase almost.
1: Well, it's about quality of life too. I mean, obviously, you get out of you know your your body and and then how you function, what you put into it. I mean you're not gonna go put uh, sugar water in your gas tank in your car I think you're gonna get very far so you know why would you put something in your body that isn't gonna help uh, you know help it function properly and, and, and optimally it, it just it doesn't make sense to me and and the funny thing is like if you think about a smoker and and, and I'm sure there's there's cases out there that are gonna prove me wrong with this but I, I couldn't even tell you the last time that I spoke to somebody who was a smoker that they said nah, I like smoking because I like smoking, Uh, you know, more times than not, when I talk to somebody who smokes, they say, man, I wish I could quit, but I can't, you know, they, they complain about, uh, you know, it's hard for them to breathe. It's expensive. Why the hell am I standing out when it's snowing, having a cigarette? This is stupid. I'm freezing my ass off. Like when you talk to somebody who smokes, it's like they never have anything good to say about the habit. You know, they themselves know that it's bad, but they can't quit and and that's like completely opposite of, of people who eat unhealthy foods. to them it's it's they don't care they're like ah oh, I, I eat when i what i want to eat and and mentally there's no difference with the addiction of food and cigarettes i mean both are the addiction food it's is like, way worse food yeah, is way worse it's it's just insane the amount of food people food is worse
0: who... because it's it's acceptable and it's everywhere all the time at every moment You can indulge that – if you have an addiction to food, you can indulge it anywhere at any time and no one will say anything, you know? I mean you can order a pizza at any time and any – like you know, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're at a gas station or at a hotel or no matter where you are, you can eat shitty food in copious amounts and pretty much no one will know or care about it, you know? Right. But yeah, you're right. You're right how people are – you know what? I I think what it comes down to – the reason that smokers are, are the way you describe them, they, they they say, I know it's bad for me, I want to quit, and, and, and people who eat bad don't, it's because I don't care what people say, they don't understand how bad food is for them. Like, our society has no idea how much food impacts us, which is completely fucking like the most moronic thing ever, because there's nothing... There's nothing in your life that even comes remotely close to affecting your health like your, your diet. Nothing. Not even close. Like the second most influential thing on your health is a galaxy behind your nutrition. What you eat, it, it dictates everything about your body. Your body is made of what you eat. There's no other, your brain, your eyes, your fucking hands, everything is generated from what you eat. It affects everything substantially. And people don't, they don't think that. They, like, if you, most people do not think that their bad diet is hurting them that much. They're like, nah, I know it's bad, but I don't really care. But you care about how bad cigarettes are. Like, your diet's just as bad, if not worse, than your fucking cigarettes, I mean, a a horrible diet without cigarettes is just as bad, if not worse, than smoking cigarettes and having a great diet. I'd probably choose smoking and having a great diet over having a terrible diet and not smoking. But people don't realize how bad food is for them. They don't understand it. And, and our society has brainwashed everyone into thinking foods aren't that bad. You know, they don't think there's a big difference between like ice cream and, you know, whatever else you might, it's, it's that, I think that's what it is. They say people only know it's bad, but it's like, you don't know how bad it is though. You don't understand because if people understood how bad the foods were, they were eating, they would try way harder to stop them the same way they do with, with drinking and smoking. Because people understand how bad those things are. People do not understand how bad foods are for them. They absolutely do not. The only people who understand it are people like you and I. And that's why we eat the way we do. You know? People, normal people have no idea how bad foods are for them. Like my dad. My dad, doesn't, my dad eats Pop-Tarts and he drinks beer all day. He doesn't have any idea. Like, but my dad wouldn't smoke because he knows how bad it is for him. And he, he limits his alcohol intake because he knows it can be bad for him. He has no, he doesn't like he, 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 he understands that pop tarts aren't a healthy food, but he, he has zero idea how bad they actually are for him. He just thinks they're like, Oh, one of those you know, you know what I'm saying? Like people do not understand the effect that food has on them. They just don't. And, and that's why they continue to eat bad and, Don't do anything about it because they're like, "Well, it's not really a big deal." You know what I want? You know, that's that's the whole thing, and that's why healthy people tend to say things to people who are eating bad, and the people who are eating bad like they freak out and they're like, "Well, it's like we, cause that's because we understand what you're doing to yourself, and you don't. Because if you did, you'd try to stop, and you would actually care. Oh, I don't care. I'll eat that. I don't care." Well, you would care if you knew what you were doing to yourself, but you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why we say something people, people don't understand it. They really don't. They'll eat pizza and think, oh, well, you know, it's just, you know, it's, I used to be like that when I was younger. I remember, I remember like people eating healthy and I remember thinking like, how much of a difference could it make? It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, that's why, that's why those people are, that's why smokers are the way they are and people who eat junk food out there are the way they are. Because the people who eat junk food, you can buy it on the counter, everyone else eats it, it's 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 made to be eaten, they don't think it, they don't understand how bad it is. And their understanding of how bad it is, is about one one hundredth of how bad it actually is.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we could literally spend an entire episode talking about food. I mean, it's... There's so much stuff. There's so many different topics that that you could talk about and segue into and 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 stuff like that. I mean, I think this this could be something that we could definitely touch on again and spend a little bit more time on, get more in depth. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, we're it's on a, the same page. Yeah,
0: it's a thing that I'm definitely passionate about. Obviously, as you can see,
1: as we start to go over time here. But yeah, and, and I mean, for it's you, just... I mean, it's it's obviously extremely important for you, you know, being diabetic, you need to watch the things that you eat. I mean, the things that, that I eat would be extremely damaging to you. And, and, you know, so for you, it's, it's a way of life. Like you literally have to know exactly what you're eating and how that's going to affect your body and your blood sugar and, and, and everything else that, you know it's it's different, and and the way that society is these days. I mean, think about all the people that are diabetic these days because of how they eat and 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 what they do to their bodies. I mean, it's not like they were born with diabetes. You know, it it came because of their lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. So you know, the things that we eat have a direct impact on you know our Everything. health risks. So you know, you absolutely need to pay attention to the things that you eat and, and don't take for granted your health. You know, don't think, oh, you know, I'm 115 pounds. I can't put on weight to save my soul. It's OK for me to eat Pop Tarts and eat McDonald's and, you know, drink beer and smoke and all that stuff every day of the week, because obviously I can't put on weight. So I must be healthy because I'm not fat. Like that's that's not the case. And again, I mean, we, we could totally yeah. go into that and spend another 45 minutes talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's no different than saying I'm skinny. I can have cigarettes. It's like it's it's an it's an unhealthy thing, whether you're fat or not. Getting yeah. fat is only one thing, but yeah, it's like yeah. The last thing I'll say is like you brought up how it affects everything, and it does affect everything. And people who say things like my dermatologist said that your diet doesn't affect acne. What yeah. your diet doesn't affect acne. Your diet doesn't affect depression. you like your diet affects everything. It's 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 not. It's in it's irrefutable. How can you think that your diet doesn't affect something like Ron Norman once said to me, your hand, I think it's like three months in a three month period. Your entire hand is a completely new object. Your skin's regenerated. Your bones are regenerated. It's new blood like from right now until three months from now, like Arnold classic time, our hands are a completely different substance. They're completely new. Where does all that come from? It comes from what you consume. What the, the shit your zit is built out of comes from what you consume. How can you say it doesn't affect shit? It's like that's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. And that's where I'll end it. Make sure you go to IronMagLabs.com. Stop stuffing your face with those candy bars. Um, check out IronMagazine.com. That's where Matt's articles are. That's where my articles are. That's where this show is. International Iron with myself and Lee Priest. Who hopefully makes a comeback in 2017, whether it's IFEB or not? Um, yeah, IronMagLabs.com and IronMagResearch.com. You can use coupon code Jeff15, GEOFF15 for 15% off at checkout. And uh, that's it. Uh, what do you got,
1: Matt? Nothing. Quit eating shit. It's a new year. Start to you know. I'm not big on resolutions and stuff, but uh, maybe you should consider it. Make make healthier priority this year. Or eat shit on the weekend and not during the week. Do something, Christ's sake! And not all weekend. Don't do that shit either.
0: Or, or better yet, educate yourself. Start learning you about go.
1: nutrition. Read our articles, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Read uh
0: vegan pains on our on uh. I almost said RX Muscle on uh, IronMagazine dot com. So uh, with that, we have come to the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding, episode seventy six. I am Jeff Roberts for Mr. Matt Wyke down in Pennsylvania, and we are out.